Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And it's your last chance to get more fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this limited-time bundle ends June 30th. Save now at cedarpoint.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. still in our remote locations. I don't even need to say that anymore. Everybody knows where you are. By the way, you look like a giant, Matt. You just took a sip of a smaller, it's a thin can. It is. So it looks like when Andre the Giant would drink something. It looks very tiny in your hand. Jimmy, this yeah. morning, when I went to do my trim of my quarantine beard. Oh, yeah, you did, yes. This is the problem. I, I you know, I'm, I'm a little forgetful. Okay. As you may have noticed over the years yeah. of our friendship. No, so what happened was, Jimmy, with my beautiful Manscaped fucking groin uh, buster, crop duster, whatever you call it, I yeah. uh, I got to get one for the face. I want to reach out to the good people at Manscaped who like us very much. And, and they love some. you. They, they yes, we, 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 we have a mutual respect. I really do respect Manscaped. I love what they do yeah. for the and grooming. you legitimately use their stuff. I do. Yeah. But. I mean, I took the top off of my buzzer to clean it. That's what you do. You have a little brush. They're very, yeah. they have everything you need. So I did that. Then I shaved my head. And then I went to trim up the beard. I kept the top off. Long story, long story short, I fucked up my thing. So I had to really take it down. And now it's at a, just nothing but a five o'clock shadow. This and it was. But it's coming back. I'm going to make it come back because I think my wife likes it. And, you know, together a long time, we got to, you know, I like spicing shit up. So anyway, that's the story of my facial hair. Okay. You know, but other than that, I'm looking forward to talking to my buddy. Yes. Our champion, Chris Weidman and Karen Bryant. I like yeah, Karen she, yeah, she's the, uh, she hosts a podcast. I want to make sure I get the name of the podcast right because there's nothing worse than when somebody screws up the name. Um, and uh, Alan Jaban is her co-host, and it's called MMA Heat Podcast. But it's H-E-A-T, so I want to know what that stands for. It's a, like a, it's like MASH, Mobile Army Surgical Hospital. There's a period in between each one. What? <laughs> Why is that? I don't I know. The, I think that's the that's first question. Thank you, Jimmy. Did you mention my retro Kimura Savage t-shirt? I didn't until you said I couldn't see it. Let me see. Damn, it looks cool, though. Very nice, think? yeah. What do you think? Yeah, it's a little bit like Thor Ragnarok. Do you have right? a lot of them made up? Huh? How no, many? this is a sample one. 
And then we got hit with quarantine. Uh, If you have them made up, Matt, not to interrupt you, if you have them made up before I forget, let me see it again. It's really good. Make the K a bit more indented because it looks like Himora Savage. Let me see. Himora Savage. You're saying the K. A little bit. It's almost like a Brazilian with the. uh, Looks like an H almost. The H with their T. Yeah. I know what it says, but even me, it took a second. Yeah, like you don't want you don't want Hamora uh, Savage. The Hamora Savage, no, no. Make, make it look like Kiss. Then Kiss. So have the K come and look more like a a V with a an, uh, with a an, uh, an L behind it. So you're saying you um you don't like it? I do like it, but that was if it's a, if it's a prototype, they can still fix it before it gets mass produced. It's it's true, Jimmy. I did some push-ups this morning. How you dealing, Jimmy? When are we getting back, man? Thank God for May 9th. It's going to feel like some normalcy. You I know, know I know. And and then every week after that, I'll be honest, the time is going faster than I would have thought. No. It sucks. But, I mean, I'm happy to be healthy and to have my, my friend to talk to twice a week. And, like, I'm more grateful for what I'm able to do and feeling like shit for people who can't work. I, I literally feel like the torture of doing nothing all day and, like, not knowing where your next check is coming from. It just makes me feel kind of lucky that hey, at least I got this. I, I can work. I can do my broadcasting. And um, so hopefully, I'll, you know, I, I don't know. But hopefully this will start to Start to change June 1st, I think. I know, Jim, Jimmy. I feel bad for – I mean, listen, I am one as well. But again, like I have this gig and sure. and I'll survive. But, you know, for like my schools, I mean, I'm yet to get my loans. All the right. small businesses. I mean, I was talking to my account, man. I might have to put everybody on unemployment soon. I don't want to do that, man. I got a handful right. of employees. But it's crazy, Jimmy. Like I don't – you want to do the right thing. But the only thing that does like, like keep me sane – in this, you know, uncertain times is that I'm not alone in this. Like there's a lot of people, yeah. like I talked to my accountant, he's like, yo, out of 25 cases, I got like six now that got the loans. So I'm like, yo, that ain't, I'm not alone in this. So something's got to happen. And I like to stay positive, but I will tell you this on May 9th with that tremendous car, oh. I we were so spoiled in a sense with the UFC and the fights. It's again, you know me, Jimmy, it's all I watch as far as sure. sporting events. Yeah, so yeah. I know the whole world's feeling the loss of the sports and it's, it's, it's upsetting. But, uh, to me, this is all I watch. And I'm telling you the party, I know it's just going to be the Sarah's here, the Sarah squad, but, Oh, we're going to make pizzas. We're going to have a yeah. party on May 9th and I'm looking forward to it, man. I am. I mean, and me the too. card is, the card is sick as hell. So, it's incredible. The whole card from top to bottom is fucking great. And this is how fast time is going. Um, do you realize it was 11 days ago that Ferguson and Gaethje were supposed to fight? It's 29th now. That was, I think, April 18th was the fight date. That's 11 days ago already. That's still almost two weeks past. Like, it's really uh, a little over a week and we'll have this fight. You know, A week from Saturday, we get this fight. And Jimmy, what's better about that is this. We're going to have a more prepared Justin Gaethje yes, because Justin did take it on how much week's notice. And now he knew now that it was scheduled and then it got canceled and now it got pushed back. And it's more time to get the Justin Gaethje that goes in there and demolishes. And you want to see the best equipped, best prepared Justin Gaethje fighting a beast like Tony Ferguson. I was watching some of Tony's old fights. 
dude. He hasn't lost in, was it six or seven years? What was it? Do we know? Fact check. What's your question? He hasn't. When's the last time Tony lost? Seven years ago? Six years ago? Yeah, well, no, I guess. I'll, I'll well, look, I'll look right now. Head, but I, I'm going to say he hasn't lost in seven years. I will tell you right now, and you're, I, it sounds about right, but again, I'm a bit of an ass and I make mistakes. Uh, let's see here. His last fight, of course, was uh, against Cerrone. That was in June of 2019. The last lot. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's uh, uh, almost uh, eight years to the day. Okay. It's May 5th of 2012. So it literally wow. almost eight years to the day that he All lost. Right. All right. I was around there. Cool. This uh, Tony is in this sport that we're covering, Jimmy, and that I've been involved with. Such a majority of my life. Yeah, I've never seen anybody quite like Tony Ferguson, mm-hmm. and that's a good thing. Yeah. What I want to know is he's so made for this. I can't see that guy doing anything else. What's that guy going to do after fighting? He is an, an interesting individual. He is. Yep. I, people say weird. I don't say weird because I don't know what normal is. Yeah. What's what's fucking normal? Right. I'm forty five. Right. I play VR every night. I got the headset on. That don't look normal. Anyone that's punching and getting punched for a living, there's something wrong with that person. Anyway, I mean, you know, no one is normal if you fight for a living. You can't be totally normal and have that type of job. You can't be. Jimmy, I'm in the top ten of the month of uh, standout battle royale top you ten are. players. Well, I mean, I don't want to. I wish there was an applause button because I fucking hit it. Jimmy, I'm working fools in there. And I have such a good time. Me me and Genova, last night, we had to take out uh, Duke of Prunes. There's a girl on there, Naughty. They're very good. When I see the kill feed. The Duke of Prunes? Duke of Prunes is no, he's not the Duke of Lemons. No. He's the Duke of Prunes. And you got to put some respect on that name in VR because he's not bad. Crazy Horse, another dangerous player. I see their names pop up. Oh man, yeah. this one killed this one, this one killed that one. And it gets me it gets me like almost like when I saw in the dotted line when I used to fight. Oh fighting Eve Edwards, oh man, he's dangerous. It's not the same thing at all. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. it's not, because that's it's it's one's real world and one's VR. Let's get back to some MMA action. I can talk VR all day. It's funny that there, you know, how people love to speculate. That's one thing about a uh, thing like this that sucks is people want to speculate. And Juju Santos, I guess, is on some keto diet. And he's mustache. like, uh, I'm back down to 238. And people are like, is he moving to light heavyweight? He's not going to light heavyweight. He's not dropping 33 more pounds. JDS I, is not going to light heavyweight. Can I say something yes. regarding JDS? Sure. I, like, I love that he's concentrating on his health and and he's doing that like the keto diet, right? Yeah. What's with the mustache? I don't. I'm not a fan. I don't think you should keep it. I don't think you should. I'm speaking my mind, Jimmy. If you want to draw swords, draw them. Do you, uh, not, you, not do you like? That. Do you like JDS's mustache? I, I have not seen it. Hold on, man. How could you miss it? I haven't. He looks like a more powerful like Gomez. Wow. he's really fucking thin. It's funny how that. Well, no, to answer your question, Matt, I do not care for the mustache. <laughs> However, I would not tell him that. Could we somehow ask our producers to get the lyrics for Brett Okamoto's Fight Island song? 
Oh, man, Jimmy, is that a game changer? He looks way too skinny. Oh, you're looking at pictures. I'm thinking. I'm looking at JDS. Yeah, he looks really thin. All I know is there's some there's some lines that stick out. It's not quite as catchy as Tyrone Woodley's uh, jams songs, but you know I like Uncle Dana better not be like. Wait, hold on. <laughs> I gotta get the words. Sure. Uncle Dana better and he better not be lying. I need Fight Island. Something like that. Yeah. I made that up. That's not. That, that don't. I don't want people to hear that and all of a sudden shit on Breck o- o- Okamoto's song. Because that's not a great, um, you know, yeah, version. Not. That's, not, that's not exactly the word. That's my own little take on it. Yeah. Can, yeah. I, get the, can I get the words, please, to the producers? I, well, not if I have to hear the song to get you the words. If I have to hear the song to get you the words, it's not going to happen. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And it's your last chance to get more fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this limited-time bundle ends June 30th. Save now at cedarpoint.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Look at your hair, Chris. I'm ready to go, bro. I'm going Afro Pump. I'm so jealous. What's going on, bro? I love it, man. Have you been shaving your head? Oh, I have been. Oh, no, I shave my head every day. And I had a nice quarantine beard, but then I fucked up. And you know my memory, Chris. I took the thing off, and then I shaved my head because I wanted to clean it. And then I did my face, and it was too small. And then half my beard... It's not a great story. <laughs> I, you, man. I, did, I did see you with the quarantine beard. I like that look. That a, it, it, it's coming back. People people are saying they like it. It was a good you look. Know? It was a good and, look. And thank you so much. Hey, man. Uh, I salute. I see you with your mug. Hey. Uh, I miss you, man. This quarantine is crazy. It's crazy, man. Um, yeah. What the hell is going on? What the hell is going on in this world? What, what, Do you have um, good days and bad you. days with it? I miss you. I'm, I miss going to the gym. At first, like, I was really enjoying it. And I still try to enjoy it the best I can. But um, I'm starting, like, you know, not being able to train with everybody and, and roll and wrestle and spar and all that stuff and the camaraderie between the team. It's just it's just weird not to have that, you know. Uh, it sucks. I miss it. I miss it. I'm, I'm itching to get back. Have and you done any – oh, sorry, no, I was just going to say, Aljo, Nas, Al, Marab, they're all over at, uh, they're at Ally Quintus. I know. And he's got a little gym, a little room of uh, death where they all spar and work out. And then you got Marab in the backyard jumping over because he lives right on the water. Jumping over right into the, into the fucking pier. He's, 
Did you see him with his little back with his little bag in his backyard and, and he's climbing the ropes now, hanging upside down on the branches? Oh Morales. Oh, I love that guy. Morales doesn't need no he don't need no fucking bow flex or nothing. That motherfucker he's getting his workout in. Oh yeah. He's on the hills, he's doing the hill sprints. <laughs> he's I'm like, Lon, oh, I can't do the hills outside, right? You need to worry about the corona. He's like, Yeah, I don't think you should do that. And then you see the video of Morales doing it, I'm like oh. And then like you got all those guys over there and like Aljo gave me, you know, he's been sending me the uh, the sparring, me and, and Longo, the sparring tapes of him sparring. So, but he's like, all right, we're going over there. Longo's like, all right, man, I'll be there. I go, Longo, you're not fucking going there. What are you crazy? Yeah, Longo's starting to have the itch. He started. He start. He wants to. He needs to start being around this again. He's starting to die. You know did you pick up anything that you never did before? Like, are you doing anything in quarantine that you're like, fuck? I never thought I would like that. Uh, bike riding a lot. I uh, so I got myself a mountain bike. I yeah, I seen you were bike riding with the girls, baby. Yeah, I love I love getting outside, uh, you know, with the kids and stuff. But also now exercising. Um, one thing I've never done before, I never even knew my dog could do it, but he could run next to me while I'm riding the bike. He runs next to me, so he's getting his exercise in. He doesn't like he did six miles yesterday, you know. And so it's not like I'm it's not like I'm killing myself, you know, exercising. But it's a good way for me to get out of the house and like an active recovery. Um, and then I, if I really want to kill myself, I'll put them, I'll put them back in the house and then I'll go a little harder for some more miles. But, um, I'm enjoying that. Just getting outside, you know, being with the family, you know, stuff like that. Isn't it harder to motivate yourself? Like, again, and, and you know, me as a, a fucking frump is asking a world-class athlete, but isn't it harder to motivate yourself to go out without somebody telling you to do it? Like I suck without a trainer. I can't make myself do anything, but I have to see somebody. Oh man. No, it's so much harder. Um, I think if you're going to do workouts in your house, you need to have it written down before you do it because I've tried a bunch of times. Like I'm like, all right, I'm going to do some bag work and then do some treadmill sprints. And I get on the bag and I'm like, I start hitting it. And I'm just like, man, I don't even know what I'm fighting. I don't know who I'm fighting. I'm like, what am I doing? And then you just start lacking, you know, you lack the motivation. Uh, but, um, but Lago sent me some bag workouts and I have it written down. And it's like, all right, once you have it written down, you don't want to cheat yourself. You know, you just right. do it. Um, so I think that's been the key for me is just writing my workouts down and then keeping myself, uh, accountable and making sure I actually follow through with it. That helps. But again, bro, there's nothing like being at a gym with coaches and then making sure you're pushing through things, you know, and, and you got eyes on you, you know, you, there's no, there's, you know, it's not just yourself that, that that's keeping yourself accountable. You got other people. You know, Chris, the, the thing the why I brought up with, uh, Aljo and them, you know, having a party over there, training, and they're all single guys. Like we have fam, we have families, so we kind of get like we. I mean, if I was single, I'd be out and get all. I'd be over there at least, and I make care. sure I don't visit my grandparents. I'd be so, I'd be so irresponsible. <laughs> yes, I mean, I mean, forget about the whole dating scene, but yeah. like these guys, yeah. they don't have to really stress about bringing something home to their to their wives and kids because they don't have any. You know what I mean? Like oh, that's definitely something. And Longo, the whole dying thing. Yeah, Longo's got the most to worry about out of all of us. Uh, but, you know, my, uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, those guys can kind of do what they want. They're really, if, if they're going to affect anybody, it's themselves. And obviously with the COVID-19, it seems that, like, you know, the younger you are, the healthier you are, your immune system's strong, you're going to be all right. But um, I, to a chance giving it to my wife and then my or my kids and, like, you know, just, you never know how people are reacting to this. You know, some people who are completely healthy are, you know, not not reacting well, and some people 
are fine. So it's just it's hard to tell. Like even Aljo. I mean, Aljo. Listen, Aljo's girlfriend Rebecca. She had it. She's you know she she struggled. I mean, thank God she didn't have to go to the hospital, but it was tough. Aljo's like living with her. I'm saying he 100 percent had it, but he didn't really have symptoms. I just think everybody kind of deals with it differently. You don't know what you're going to get. And so the risk is a little scary. Yeah, because just when we think we know who can get really sick, all of a sudden, no, he was 19, he's a triathlete, and he died. Like the, the, Every time you think they've figured it out, there's somebody that fucks it up, and, and you're like, oh, no, we don't know what we're talking about. And then I see, you see the stroke thing now? Longo's sending me this. 30-year-olds are in risk of having stroke due to the coronavirus. I guess there's like young people that's what you have to worry about when you get the corona is strokes on my uh thanks longo you know, fake news listen not only that longo should go get a fucking colonoscopy longo doesn't worry about shit now he's worried about this thing he doesn't do shit that he should normally do i'll text you after about that we gotta he get on it he doesn't go to any doctors ever just sherry yeah sherry said i'm fine yeah the team doc said i'm good yeah, I'm yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, hey, also i noticed and again, this is something I could hit you later on personal about, but I think the world wants to know, and I want to give you a, a, a chance to shout it out. You, my friend, are a gamer. Am I wrong or am I right? That's right, baby. I'm a gamer. I'm a gamer. So I, I played in, uh, I started doing mad, some Madden tournaments. I did the ESPN Madden tournament. It was fucking, it was so much fun. I ended up losing in the semifinals to Hollywood Brown, who beat Snoop Dogg in the finals. And Snoop oh, Dogg. Shit beat uh, Cormier in the semifinals on the other side of the bracket. Uh, but I did get a rematch with Hollywood Brown right after the tournament because I'm like, bro, we're doing that again because it ended up being close towards the end. And uh, I beat him the next time we played. But oh, he was, yeah. so you, you could have been champion in that. I've been throwing the champ. As far as I'm concerned, I beat the guy who was the champion, so I'm the champ now. But And that's, that's ESPN, What's that? What, what that, game that's is that? That's Madden. That's Madden. Madden. Yeah, Madden. <laughs> I'm not – I don't want to say maybe. I, I don't follow. <laughs> I don't follow. I know. You're, you're doing the VR. I know. And then I, I did another tournament. I did another Madden tournament, and I won that. That was with like uh, all these baseball players that uh, belong to the Ballinger Group, uh, the management company I'm with. Uh, beat a Yankee, uh, one of the Yankee pitchers in the finals. So was, that was cool. I won that one. And then uh, I've been playing Cold Duty, man. You play on I, Twitch? Man, I love Call of Duty. Uh, I love the Warzone, man. It's, it's fun. fun. Yeah. You know I mean, what, though? I, I can't get off the VR, right? Talk, talk to me about the VR. I heard there's a new one that just came out. Everyone, the Steam or something like index. that. Now? Index. Yeah, Index, I think it is. Oh, I, got the, I got the Vive, the THC, not THC. Is it THC? H no. <laughs> H THC. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm on that. <laughs> and I play <laughs> I love it. Anyway, Weidman, I fucking love it. Ever since I got that, you know, and I talk about it on here sometimes, not a lot. I'll talk I'll talk about it with Jimmy, and Jimmy has to deal with it. Ever since I got the fucking vibe, and I'm in there, I could not go back to playing a regular Xbox. And I'm a gamer. You understand? Yeah. You know what but I'm saying? But is it tired? Is it like, I kind of like to just chill out at night and play video games. Is it, you're yes. often walking around with this thing, No. Do I look like a big cardio guy? No. This is what I do. I put it on seated. So like this. Like this. And then I then, once in a while, I'll get up. And I'll fucking move. And I'll fucking move. Then, I don't see nobody. I'm going to sit. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to perch. What I do is sometimes, well, I'll, I'll put this up. Sometimes 
I have nothing against. This is the problem with some of these motherfucking gamers. Yeah. Uh, if you kill them, they get salty. Yeah. I don't like that shit. Yeah. Dr. Droner. That, that's one of the guys last night. Got, got salty. Got fucking salty. Ah, oh, you camper. Camper? Hey, we drop on a fucking island. Treat it like real life. One man's got to stand out. One man's got to survive by any means necessary. Why, why did he call you, you a camper? Know, you know that. Why am I a camper? Because you were just hanging out? No, Jimmy, this is what I'll do. He hides. Because I, I don't treat it like the fucking Civil War and just charge out over. No, I'll hide <laughs> up in a fucking castle. And I'll just sit. <laughs> and my kids will be like, what is it? Oh, he's playing his game, but he's just sitting there. No, just sitting there. <laughs> And I hear, I hear them walking around. Sometimes, Jimmy, they're in squads. So I hear them, hey, all right, let's check this out. Then they come up. Well, who's waiting for them? Hell yeah. The fucking Kamora Savage is waiting for them. Is it 100 people get dropped? Is that how it is? Or 150? It's like 30 people. Oh, some, 30. some of them are bots. Some of them are AI. But yeah. then there's at least 12 to 15 players. And they don't have an advantage to botch of the... See, I would never trust them. Like, I never played trusted against computers because I figure the computer is telling the other parts of the computer shit that I can't know. Hey, listen to me. I could take... I'm a regular John Connor in that motherfucker. I take... That's from the Terminator. Yes. Hey! Yo, Matt, you got to get on Twitch, bro. I, I've I, been streaming. I've been streaming on Twitch. Everyone's like, you got to get Matt Sarah to stream on Twitch. Bro, you freaking... It's another job. You, you could sit back at night and... And do it and be like, hey, I'm making money for the family. And, like, you, you, you know, and you can play video games as long as you want. And I do it anyway. I do yeah. it anyway, so I should. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, God, I entertain myself. I oh. have so much fun. If you need help, send that up. Let me know. I'll help you send You know it what? Up. My buddy Genova, who's my, he's my, uh, he's the Robin to my Batman in there. Uh, we go on, we go on squad and adventures together. He's got it all set up. I just gotta, I just gotta pull the trigger. Now, listen, let's get back to fighting. Right now, you said you were in limbo. What's signed? What's going on? Where are we headed? Even if I know, I want to pretend like I don't know for the interview. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. So, um, I don't know. I don't really know. I've, I've been through now eight different switches of opponents in the past two, two and a half weeks. Uh, you know, so I, and different dates. So, I don't know. I was supposed to be fighting, like, in June, early June. And then uh, I'm, I don't know what, how much I'm supposed to say, to be honest. So, and then um, I went through different opponents. And right now I'm up in the air again. I was supposed to fight in June, definitely. So I was preparing for that. And then my opponent got switched. And then they said, I don't know if we could do June anymore. It might end up being July because they can't find anybody for me. So now um, probably I don't know what the hell's happened. It's either I'm fighting June 6th and I'm waiting on somebody to say yes to my fight. I'm prepared for June 6th. If not, then I got to wait till probably July. Uh, and Hermanson, which was supposed to be uh, May the 2nd, what happened with that? So they canceled that whole card. And then then they told me I was going to fight Hermanson in June. And then and then now, now that's not happening. Now he can't get the visa in time. Oh, so then, it's about the visa, right. Then they asked me, they asked me to fight someone else. I said yes. And then I don't think that person was prepared for it. And then now they said they might find me someone else for June, but but it's looking like it's going to end up being July now. And I don't know if Hermanson's going to be able to get here in July. I think there's more of a chance he'll be around in July. But if not, it's probably someone else. So anywhere from June to July, I, I'm prepared to fight. And this is because the embassies being closed, too. A lot of guys can't get work visas, so you're kind of at the mercy of the embassies. And also, how you are people flying to the U.S. now from different countries? Are there flights? 
Um, I don't know. No, I don't think right now there's a lot coming in. There might be certain essential workers or returning citizens. I don't think there's a whole lot of international flights. I think the airlines had canceled them because they weren't making any money on them. I'm sure Dana could just have a private jet, just pick them up and bring them over. I'm <laughs> yeah, sure he'll make it work. If they have a visa, though. But I think that with the embassies being closed, no one can do any kind of business because they, I, I think most of the embassies are shut for a while. Yeah, I think that's exactly what happened. I think they had an issue with that. They thought he was going to be good. And then um, he thought he was going to be able to get the visa. People were telling him uh, in his country that he was good to go. And then, then it got shut down again. So now, I'm sorry, Jimmy. I want to talk about where your head's at because I'm familiar with the names that you've been offered. And you said yes to every single one of them. So it's not yeah. like, are you just itching to get back in there at this point? Or does it matter who it is? Because from the list of the guys that you were offered, there wasn't one guy you said no, no. You said yes to everybody. So you almost yeah, set to yeah. fight these guys. So it's like, to me, without even talking to you, pretending like I don't even know you, I'd be like, all right, this guy doesn't even give a fuck who he fights. He just wants to get back in there. What are we, how are we feeling? What's the mentality? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, my thing is I'm, I'm healthy. You know what I mean? I, so why not fight? You know, I'm healthy. I'm, I'm working out. Uh, might as well just get in there and freaking fight. And I don't want to wait too long. Who knows when, what happens with this whole thing. So I just want to get in the car and go. And I don't really care who it is. At the end of the day, man, always, I always want to fight. I want to fight the best guys in the world. You know, I don't care win or lose, whatever. I want to look back at my resume and be like, yo, I fought the best. I knew what it was like to be in there with every single one of those guys. And sometimes I lost, sometimes I won. And uh, I, I knew my full potential. I knew what my, I was capable of, and I could, I'll be fine. Um, so I don't care who it is. I think anybody offers, no matter who it is, whatever one of those guys that were, I, I put out there that I, offered, that I was offered to fight, um, everybody's dangerous. You could lose to anybody, yep. and I think you could beat anybody. I just, you know, so why not fucking, why not? Okay. What weight do you want to stay? Do you want it now? When you went up to light heavyweight, was it any different than you thought it was going to be? I mean, look, you know, you know, Reyes hits like a truck, and but you you were able to take him down. Was he a little harder to keep down than you thought he might be? Because uh, you're definitely, uh, I, I would say, probably the best wrestler he's faced. But did the size difference matter at that point more than you thought it would? To be honest, it's it's. I felt great, man. Um, it's just hard to take anything out of that fight because it was so short. You know, he, he caught me early. Uh, with the takedown, you know, I, I shot him deep. He was strong. You know, his, he's weird. You know, like he's got like a weird yeah. – his, his body um, – uh, what am I – The shape? His the structure? shape of his body. Like his, his – I don't know. Even when Jones was on his double – on the double legs, somehow he pulls you up pretty high and you're on his ass and it's hard to like get back down to his legs. I don't know. But I, I ended up taking him down. When I took him down – it's hard to say if it was hard to hold him down or I just made some technical errors. Um, I, I stood over him and kind of like was looking to pull out his rep, pull out his wrist as opposed to like cross, you know, uh, figure four on his legs and staying on his legs and trying to pull him off the cage. I think I kind of rushed it instead of, you know. Right. So I, I, it's hard to say, like, oh, the size difference is shit. But all I know is that, listen, I, I lost in the first round. Um, I thought he went out to beat Jones, so it was fun to be in there with him. I agree, yeah. And, um, but it, it's just hard to take anything out of that fight. And I know, I, could, I know where I'm at at 185, so I figure if I'm coming off with two losses, let me go back down to where – um, I already know what I can do. You, know? you look so good against Jacare, too. That was such a great fight. Um, you really had him hurt in the first round. The second round, I thought, was a little bit closer. But you, you looked great in that fight. That was, that was, that was a heartbreaker. So, yeah. Well, and um, the Romero fight. And the Romero fight, Of course, too. yeah. And the Luke Rockle. Every fight that you lost, you, you were looking good in. 
Even if not, even as short as the Dominic Reyes fight was, you could take something out from it. Not to be that that optimist that I always am. Yeah. But like you know, like you just pointed out, maybe I rushed it. Like maybe listen, hindsight's always gonna be twenty twenty. But yeah. what it does is, and what you just said that right there, it raises your fight IQ. Like oh man, maybe I I, I went for the wrist. I should have figured for the legs. And yeah. but then again, in the moment, a lot of guys expose the back coming up. So you know what I mean. Yes. Listen, yeah. We can always take a positive of it. I know. I'm exactly. happy that you're itching to get back in there. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Let's just let's go, man. I, oh, I'm ready to go. And also, Chris. I re, like because I remember when I was around your age too. When I, I remember when I was around your age. That's like, <laughs> but it starts to be like I remember I, when you were around my age too. We were training together. Yes, I know you'd be yeah. fucking. But not so much you. But Volante was a prick. And when I was getting ready for the trick fight, he's, like, what? he's like, "What are you, thirty-five? He's like, and he was just. <laughs> and I, and at that time, I never. You don't think of yourself really as old until people bring it up. And you're not old. But now Volante's that age, and, and no, that, oh no, no like, we torture him. Where the hell is Volante? He's like 300 pounds. Like, and sitting on his house. He's sitting on his couch all day. Oh, dude, I got to reach out to that fucking guy. He, had, he didn't get rid of the prego pound. That's the problem. His girlfriend got pregnant. He yeah. kept the weight on. But yeah, anyway. Now, now he doesn't care. But, but what I was getting at was, uh, you know, when you start to get towards the mid-30s, you're like, this is that's I only have so many fights probably left in me. So it's like you. what I started to do is you really if you one, you don't just put it off. We're like, oh, I'll fight whenever you start to be like, all right, maybe I should squeeze as many as I can in. And you you tend to uh, uh, enjoy the more like I as I in my late mid 30s, mid late 30s, mid 30s. I started just enjoying the walkout more, just everything, because, you know, is only how many times, if not the last, can be the last time you make that walk. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really trying to not take anything for granted. I realize that this is some of the best times of my life. I love, I love fighting. I get to do what I want to do every single day. I don't feel like I work, and uh, and it's only going to last so much longer. So I'm just trying to enjoy every bit of it, and uh, like you said, try to get as many fights as I can in while I'm healthy because man, I spent a lot of my career unhealthy, you know? So if I'm healthy, let's just freaking rock, man, because it's just one damn bad fall or injury that is going to put me on the sideline again. So I, I just want to get in there. What do you look towards? Like if you think of things, oh yeah, when, when the time eventually comes and you stop, what do what do you think you'll, you'll wind up doing? Is there anything you're starting now that you're going to continue to do after? Oh man, I really don't know. I'm I'm one of those guys. I'm not very good at. Oh man, Would you, is that your phone? <laughs> no, <laughs> drop something. No, I dropped my. It, it's it, these fucking slippery little earbuds thing, Our which earbuds. are the the, uh, the iPod earbuds. Yeah, they fell on a wood floor and it's loud. Oh, it's so good, man. Do you want to Jimmy, pick it up? I'll wait. For no, you. no, I'm okay. I don't need it. Jimmy, oh, okay. you talked about what Chris wants to do. I want him to do more acting after this. Yo, let me tell you. Kevin can't wait for him to act anymore. No, that game right wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, they can't all be. Could you hit the? <laughs> oh, they can't all be just. He was Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy cringes because he's a professional comedian, That's and true. I'm an idiot. He's but listen, actor. Jimmy, not Jimmy, Chris. You were great in fucking. Is it Kevin can or can't wait? I always fucking forget. Can't wait, Kevin he can, can wait. He can wait. Kevin can wait. He played the the, uh, the young rookie cop who was like the dash hero. He was singing on that thing. He was he was funny. Adam Sandler had scenes with Adam Sandler. It was fucking great. It was that was a good ass time. But 
Listen, I'm not any any producer out there, anybody or casting director that's out there right now. And you're like, oh wow, look, he was good on he was good as Nick Dawson on Kevin Kawit. I I am not the type of dude who's like I'm not I'm not a great actor. Let's just put it out there like that. They made that script good for me, and I got comfortable because Kevin James and Adam Sandler they were so comfortable on set that it made me feel comfortable. So I could just like I could just flow, but. You put me on a regular set with like, you know, and you give me a script and you try to give me an accent or something. Uh, I, sure. I am not talented at it. I will work very hard. I will I will do the best I possibly can, but it doesn't come natural for me. You know, if you put me in a uh, an audition and you, you know, you give everybody the same amount of time to prep on a script and memorize it and then get everything, you know, get in character. I am going to be on like the, the, the bottom Five percent of the of, of, of every of everybody. For sure. Well, auditioning is hard. It's like taking a test. I'm not a good test taker either. Like I always panic on auditions, and, and I've never gotten good at auditions. But the good thing is, when you give me the part, I'm also not good there, so I can't even blame the auditions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did audition once. Auditions were scary as hell. I hate auditions, bro. Yeah, they're terrifying. Lago's like, yeah, man, you get in the you get in the cage. This is shouldn't be that bad. No. I'm like, no, this is terrible. I, I had to go to the city to do one uh, for a TV show. And I was so nervous. I was so, I, was, I prepared my ass off. And then I got in there. And I just, I thought I did all right, but I didn't get a call back. It's yeah. weird. It's a different way of, because like, even though you, what you do is so much more dangerous than what actors do, it's just the things that make you uh, in control when you're fighting, you can't do when you're acting. Like, it's just a totally different way of being embarrassed. It's embarrassing. Auditions are humiliating. Right. Believe me. Yeah. I'm, 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 and, and, like, you can't, they don't want to talk to you about, like, hey, how you doing? Nice to see you. Hey, I'm Chris. What's your name? And, like, there's none of that. You walk into a room, there's a guy behind a camera, and there's, like, a lady behind him. Well, at least in my situation. And there's no talking. They're, like, stand on that line. Name, height, okay? And go. I'm like, like, you want me to go right now? They're like, yeah, start your lines. I'm like, okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah, shit. Tough. Jimmy, really did tough. you have to uh, did you have to audition for your part in The Irishman as Don Rickles? Can, uh, did you? No, they gave me that, I, I, which is why I was comfortable. But if I had to audition for it, I would have botched it. Yeah, I need to be just given shit, too. Just give yeah. it to me. Give it to me. I'll make it work. Because me then too. the pressure, then it's like, hey, if I suck, <laughs> you guys, I didn't hold a gun to your head. You fucking gave it to me. It, yeah. It, yeah, like that takes the pressure off for some reason. I had to act one time in that thing for that movie Bright. It wasn't the movie Bright, but it was like a promotional thing because the UFC had something to do with it. Yeah. When I had to train an orc fighter. But I didn't really have to act because it was me being me. Yeah. It was me. I had to act like me, you know? That's and not that always I, as easy as you think either. Like, you, whenever there's a camera on it, there's always something unnatural about it. So even being yourself still requires a certain amount of skill or work. But I had to train an orc. So I felt like I lived it already. Did you ever meet Pete Drago Cell? <laughs> <laughs> I trained an orc before. You definitely trained a bunch of orcs. In your oh, life. fuck. So you are, right. you're on Twitch, Chris, and I, I am trying to get Matt on Twitch too because obviously it, it is a good revenue stream. How long were you on it? Like were you on it for a month or for two months before you're like, okay, I can I can make some money off it? How long did it take you to get warmed up until you realized, all right, this is a thing I can actually do? 
Uh, well, to be honest, I actually streamed. I actually was on Twitch back in 2017, and it was actually I was going it was going well because I was I was linked up with Mighty Mouse, and he's big onto the streaming. So uh-huh. all of his all of his guys started following me, and we were playing games together. He's you know he plays on the PC, the keyboard and mouse, just like I do too. So it was cool. Uh, but then I went and fought Yo Romero and I got knocked out with the flying knee. And then I was like, all right, I'll start playing again next week. And then I'm like, all right, next week. And then right. next thing I know it, I stopped, I just stopped streaming because I didn't feel like answering everybody's uh, question. What was it like to get knocked out with that knee? That was crazy. I just didn't feel like dealing with it. Yeah. And then next thing I know it, I was like, I don't remember how to stream anymore. So then I just stopped. <laughs> and then uh, I picked it back up during the quarantine time. And, um, I've been doing it for like a month, like a month today, uh, kind of like a month, a couple of days ago. It's all video games, right? You do video games. There's a camera on you. I got the same setup I'm looking at you right now with, and I'm just playing games. And, you know, they're watching the actual game, me play the game, and myself. Right in the the corner. corner. Yeah. This is what I'm thinking. This is what I think, uh, Chris, for myself. What do you think of this? My buddy Genova said, because I got the VR, they'll see what I'm seeing and hear me. But... I'll get a certain amount of subscribers. It reaches that mount, then I'll get the green screen, screen, and they can see me. What do you think, Chris? Oh, you don't need that. So the green screen, the good thing about the green screen is that it doesn't show any of your background. So like, I wouldn't be able to see any of your like the white, the you know, your closet or the blue paint or anything like that. That'd be gone. You would literally just it would just be you formatted in formatted into the screen. It looks pretty cool. But if you, you get a green screen, you don't need a green screen, bro. Now, a lot of the top streamers don't even have one. You just you just need a camera like you have now on you, so you'll have the VR set on. You'll be playing. They'll see you playing the game, and they'll also just see you, you know, moving around. And then you can yeah. talk if you want. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm gonna get a green screen sooner or later, though. I don't want people seeing me. And oh, I see me, but I don't know. I got my. Why don't you order it now, Matt? It could be there in a week. Order it now. I want. Well, first I've got to get on. I'm all set up to get on. It's all about baby steps, right? So once I'm on, then I'll say, hey. And maybe why, but you can help me with subscribers. Hell yeah, bro. I'll, I'll give you all Come my on, subscribers. Man. I'm loaded Dude, with subscribers, baby. Why don't you get in <laughs> VR with me and we can hang out more often? I will. I, I'll do a VR. What's the new one again? Yeah, the, I, heard the, I heard the index is good. Index. I heard it's insane. Index, it's from Steam, I believe. You can see I your fingers buy. and stuff. I don't. Yeah, I heard about that shit. But, yeah. dude, I have so much fun. I'm going to do it after we talk to Karen Bryan. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, All right, man. Chris. Good talking to you as always, man. Yeah. And uh, you seem to be in great spirits. So I'm, I'm, I'm sorry this Hermanson fight's not happening. Just selfishly as a, as a fan, uh, I, I wanted to see. I would love to see you fight Kennedy. I mean, there's so many guys I would love to see you fight. So anybody you fight, we're looking forward to it. Well, thank you, Jim. I appreciate it. Matt, great seeing you, brother. Miss you, buddy. All right. I'll talk yeah. to you. As soon as something, you know, the eagle has landed, let me know. and I'll, I'll be we'll hitting you up. I will let you know. All right, know. buddy. All right. Talk, talk to you soon. You see you, Chris. Yeah, Matt, you got to get on VR. I mean, uh, I guess we should we should let them call us right back. But uh, not VR. You got to get on to uh, Twitch. I mean, I will. Uh, yeah, how the people want it. I want to give the people what they want. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all new top thrill Two. drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple launch vertical speedway. And it's your last chance to get more fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this limited-time bundle ends June 30th. Save now at cedarpoint.com. 
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. How are you, Matt? How are you, buddy? The old you were back. You, you were back on the old O and E show. O and A show. O&E I was show. way, way, way back when. Um, I forget who I went with. I was there with you know some fighters, I think, or maybe for some other show I was doing. I don't even remember when or why, but it was fun. You weren't there with Shamrock, were you? I might have been. It might have been for Elite XC things and stuff. Like it totally could have been. I don't with remember. Fedor, yeah, I, I don't remember. We had a couple of interesting combinations. Um, anyway, welcome to the show. Thank Thanks. you for coming on. Thank you. Now, before Karen, before like you've been like one of like covering MMA for so long. How were you a fan before you started covering it, or how did you get involved with it? Yeah, so really, um, I grew up, you know, like watching boxing and stuff with my dad and everything. So I grew up all really, really into sports and played a lot of sports my whole life. But um, really, the reason I got into MMA and stuff was because um, I started to when Wade and I got married for a, we met in kickboxing class, right? So I had said to him, "Hey, you know, for a wedding, get yeah, we met in kickboxing class That's at Crunch wild. and stuff like that." Yeah, and so I was just like hey you know he always kept saying oh i want to get back um like really training because he had done taekwondo and all the stuff so i got him a membership to a martial arts gym out here um that did mma training and that's really how i started getting into mma because then he just started hanging out with everybody from the gym you know you know and then you're hanging out and you're watching the fights and the next thing you know and then as the timing worked out I ended up working for Showtime Championship Boxing too during, you know, after we got married. And so then I was covering boxing. He's training MMA. Then we're hanging out, covering a lot more fights. And then it just became everything that I did all day. <laughs> and your husband's, I, I know, uh, Wayne, but he's the uh, a cameraman. Yeah, exactly. So all the stuff that we do for MMA Heat for the two of us together, he does all the tech stuff um, and all the computer things and all the web stuff and the editing the videos and all that stuff. So. How long have you been doing MMA Heat? And that's the podcast you do with Alan. Yeah, Gomez. so we started, we, Wade and I started MMA Heat in 2007. Oh, and. Yeah, so we've been doing it ever since 2007, and it's always just been the two of us. Um, we have Alan on the podcast with us, and we had our friend Pete on the podcast with us before he passed away, unfortunately. Um, but so we've done like 240 episodes of our podcast. It started out with Pete, and then we switched and we did it with Alan. Uh, and so we do it. We try to do it every week, but you know, right now it's hard. There's not as much going on. Right. Um, but yeah, so we've had MMA Heat since 2007. Yeah. Now, what is we have to ask you too? Maybe it's just the way you've written it, but the H, the there's a period after each one. Does it stand yeah. for something? Yeah. So it's heart, endurance, aggression, technique. So it was the four things that we uh, figured kind of made up the essence of a true fighter, right? You can have, you need those four things. And so it was heart, endurance, aggression, and technique. And when we first kind of came out, and it's something that I really should get back to, uh, when we first came out, that was something that I would kind of ask the fighters, even, you know, either after a fight, hey, which one of these four elements do you think helped you the most tonight? Or, you know, what do you think is the most important element for a fighter to have one of these things? If you, if you can you teach heart? You know, it was a way to like get into conversations with stuff yeah. uh with people initially um but it actually does stand for something yes now uh i think the thing that people who don't go to fights 
I can't think of anything more exciting. I just as a fan who's never yeah. fought a day in my fucking life than the walkout. Um, the walkout of a championship fight from a pan and, and I think the best ones I've seen, the most tension were believe it or not, were Rhonda against Misha Tate. Yeah. And Amanda Nunes against Cyborg are the two most exciting walk. And there might be other ones, that, but those right. are the two most intense moments I can think of having been an MMA fan is those walkouts. Yeah. Intense. Intense. Well, I just, I mean, I love a walkout too, because I still am at the, I mean, I've covered this forever, right? But I still am like, holy, like you're willingly walking out in a fight right now. Like really, dude? Um, so I've always like kind of, kind of freaked out on, on ring walks too. And um, obviously the ones with Rhonda, I mean, the first one when we were here in LA um, and that was the first time that the women were even fighting in the UFC and everything like that was totally intense. Um, I think the ones that always used to get me were always Anderson as soon as the lights went out and you heard DMX yeah. goosebumps, like yeah. always got goosebumps with him. Um, and then I also, I always loved sort of Fedor's walkout too. Cause you felt like it was that funeral dirge of the Russian music. Right. And you were like, okay, we're like really going to war now might die. Um, so I always liked his too. And I remember one, you know, how many times like BJ, like coming out crying and like, it was so emotional to him. Uh, yeah. Ring walks are always, are always uh, like, they always mean a lot, for sure. Uh, how did you get hooked up? Uh, uh, you said it was just you and your husband at first yeah. doing it. And then you got Alan Joban. Yeah. Now, is that, did you try to spike up the women demographics on <laughs> yeah, your right? show or something? He's, I know he's a, he's like, he could be a model, that kid. Yeah, that was, I know he's a great fighter. I'm just saying. What, what was the thought behind that? Why Alan? He's beautiful. And the thing is, he's actually really cool. And you forget, like, there, there are times that, like, I, because he's just a dude, right? He's just a cool guy. And then I'll forget, like, that he's handsome. And my girlfriends and stuff will be like, uh, even my mom, and put my mom on blast. My mom will be like, shouldn't Alan do the show shirtless sometimes? Like, isn't that, like, a thing? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no, everybody appreciates that. Um, like I said, really, we were doing it with our friend Pete before. And he's a comedian. And what was fun about having Pete on there was that he um, really was just kind of a fan and he wasn't in the business, but he's a comedian, had a lot of fun. And so we kind of went back and forth on a lot of things. Um, it, it was just fun to get his perspective. But Alan obviously gives us a fighter's perspective. He's great on camera and, yes, easy on the eyes. And so it does help. I'm not going to lie and say it doesn't. It, does, it certainly doesn't hurt having him on. That's why they hired me. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy's the eye candy. Yeah. Hey, wait, which, who is Pete? He's a comedian. Yeah. He's a professional. But he's comedian. such a good dude. And and the thing about it is, these guys, you know, like if you see Alan, he's out fixing his car. He's climbing, climbing under his house. Like he's a dude's dude. He doesn't come right. over here and ask to borrow my hair products. You know what I mean? Uh, what was uh, Pete's last name? Um, Cummin. Pete Cummin. He, he did comedy around uh, Los Angeles and stuff. And and also, we're both from Boston, so he used oh. to do it back there as well. Um, yeah, you might have seen some stuff with him way back when. And like a lot of the comedians know him and stuff, too. Um, really, really incredibly bright guy. And we just met at school. Our kids went to school together. Oh. And he was literally one of those people that I met in like 30 seconds. And, you know, sometimes you just like people right away and you start cracking jokes. And he was literally the guy that we'd be at a parents meeting and we're texting like you. If we were in school, you would have had to separate us. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, like, yeah, sure. Text notes and like wise off to the teachers. And we're in grownups at, at, at a school thing. So um he was just such a wonderful, wonderful guy and just died of a heart attack, like a random out of the blue. Oh. Like one day we were talking to him like, all right, cool, cool. I'll talk to you tomorrow. It was literally Halloween. It was like, all right, cool. Have a great Halloween night. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. How old? How old? If you don't mind me asking. 
really young, uh, late 40s. Oh, oh, man. Yeah. That puts everything in perspective, no? Yeah. Totally. You get totally. a lot of... Are you getting a lot of family time, obviously, now with the quarantine? Because you have a daughter. Yeah, we are. Daughter. I mean, yeah, the three of us, yeah, we get a decent amount of family time here. But, you know, it's different for for us. Like, we work from home a lot anyway, right? So I haven't felt all of that revolutionary, like, I'm going to purge everything in my house and all this. I mean, I want to, and I'm getting some of it done. Um, but, yeah, so we're having a lot of family time right now. She's actually in school. We're lucky enough that she uh, does have, you know, like the online classes and stuff like that. Yes. Um, that she's keeping busy with right now. But on the same time, you're like, oh, we're lucky she's keeping busy with classes that we spent fortune on for private school. You know what I mean? That's now like relegated to her bedroom. So how old is she? She's 13. Okay. Well, so you're not really, you have one daughter. My my wife is getting hammered from from the online shit. She have three young girls and uh, 11, nine and, and six. And I, you know, and listen, as you might imagine, I'm no help in this fucking situation. <laughs> I, I'll read a book with my six-year-old, but come Don't. on, man, that common core shit can go f itself. Uh, you know, so I'm no help. She's getting bombarded. I feel bad. I feel bad for a lot of the parents out there that got to do that. I know. Yeah, we're lucky that the school is mostly doing it. Like at first, when uh, it was right after I came home from Brasilia, it was when they were kind of like, I don't know if we're going to school anymore, right? So they started to keep her home, and at first. They didn't really have classes and we were just kind of hanging out. And then they were like, okay, yeah, we'll ramp up some of the classes. But 100%, <clears throat> she's 13, eighth grade, a lot of it's already being handled, like, for, for ones with little kids and stuff like that. Like, Anik, you see the pictures that, like, he posted the other day, like, bless you, Chrissy, my wife, you know what I mean? We're there with yes. the three kids. Dude, for That's sure. I, I couldn't imagine, like, I... Had never had any interest in homeschooling. Like, my kid's smart. Wade and I are smart. I can teach a lot of things to her if I needed to. But, like, I I don't want to be a teacher. Like, I. Yes. So, I feel really bad for the ones with little kids and stuff like that. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know how you're pulling it off. I don't know how you're pulling it off. Because I'm even (laughs) pulling it off. And I don't have a big deal to worry about. So, so you, yeah. what do you do, Matt? What do you do if you get three kids different ages and they all got like a like on on a Skype class? Yeah. What do you do? Put them in different rooms at like no, one no, in the no. kitchen? No, no, the only thing we do that is for their online dance classes. <laughs> oh. So because that they spend more time on that. But the other thing, they just give assignments. So they yeah. don't an online thing. It's my wife. She's got a she's got the assignments that the, the, the teachers make, and she right. basically has to be the teacher. Which so is- that's why. You know, and my kids start acting up. You know, she's like, "You do that? You do that at school? Huh?" Yeah, I don't know. Listen, it gets it gets crazy, and then it's, what's even worse is she does that, and then she walks in the next room and she sees a forty-five-year-old husband <laughs> playing fucking VR. And hey, man, I wish I could be a little bit more like Alan Joban and be that handyman around the house. I play virtual reality and shit like that. So it could be a little frustrating for the missus. You're, yeah, you're allowed. It, it, it can be frustrating. I will say, though, like, I I like to cook and stuff like that. But there's parts of it where you're like, are you kidding me right now? I got to go cook another meal. Like, that, I, that part of it is a little bit tiring. And, like, because you're not used to everybody being home for three meals or whatever, right? And I don't eat, like, three meals or whatever. But the kid is a teenage kid. Like, teenage <laughs> kids eat all day, apparently. Yes. <laughs> so, does, so does their fathers. Uh, <laughs> listen. Uh, Karen, I am so looking forward to be, feeling something a little normal. And that, to me, is May 9th. And the card on May 9th is insane. So I yeah. am—I think we've been spoiled because there's been so many UFCs right. that 
I fucking love it. I'm like, oh, another one this Saturday? Ah, oh, I got my yeah. day set. I got my night set. Right. I'm going to do this during the day, make sure I get a little nap in so I'm bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and my espresso and my – I got my um, – so I cannot wait. I know. To feel that on May 9th. Right. How do you feel about the May 9th and the card and are you working Yeah, well, I – I love it, and same here. Like I, I, it's weird because when people ask me, like you know, about what I do for a living, and I'm like, it's this, it's that, it's this, it's that. But but when it's fight night, right, and we're standing there, and then you're at the desk, and you're in the building, and stuff, it's going like, there's nothing like it. I can't explain it. I can't. I can't really even put into words the what it feels like, the adrenaline, the goose, the every, all of it, all of it, right. Um, and so I cannot wait to get back to it. Now that said. I'm the biggest Tony plan, uh, fan on the planet. And like, it kind of kills me that we're still not seeing him in Khabib though. Like right. I can't, and bless, 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 bless Mr. Gaethje. Like it's going to be sick. I'm not saying it's not going to be sick, but I really want Tony and, and, and Habib. So for me, it's like, it's amazing, but um, it's the best we can get. And I think it's going to be incredible. I mean, look, at, that fight is sick. Justin and Tony is going to be incredible. Um, I love Jarzinho and Francis. I love that we still got yeah. that. Like, I love that a lot of these other fights got protected. Even things like Calvin Cater versus Nico uh, Prices. I mean, Nico and uh, Vicente oh, no, no. going to be great. But Cater, Luka, right? yeah. Calvin Cater versus Jeremy Stevens. Exactly. Right. Be so there, the a, exactly. It's going to be That insane. fight's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Right. So there's so much about it that I'm so excited about. And of course, like we're all going to be jonesing. And it's funny because I have a neighbor a couple uh, houses away who's a major fight fan and like trains boxing and stuff. And so we're like, well, how can we do this? Like, can we get in the front yard? And then we all like sit around or we get in our house? Because like if, if we just yell from our backyard, I can like talk to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Over there. So I don't know how we're all going to get it to it. Like, I can't I can't even wait. Like, I can't. it's going to feel so weird, yeah. right? Like, it's going to feel like it's been forever. Do you hey, have a hard time? Like, I can't be impartial. Like, I mean, like, I, I, I literally just turn into a fan when I'm in the, like, I, I, it's harder when you've interviewed two people and you like them both equally to root for someone. But when I'm there and I'm watching, I am just like a fucking, oh, like, I'm, I'm completely, I, cu I couldn't do a professional broadcasting job because like, I get too into watching the fight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's tough too. And it's, I'm glad that you said that, right? Because some of these people are like, oh, that's such a chick thing to say. Like, I just like them both. And I hope they like, but sometimes you really do. Like, literally, sure. there's no bad guy between Justin and Tony or Khabib. Like, none of those dudes is a turd. Like, they're all awesome, right? So. Hey, and not for nothing, I've been saying this. Uh, and I'm looking, listen, obviously, I want to see Tony versus uh, Habib. Yeah. But if Justin beats Tony, I would be fascinated, intrigued to see Justin Gaethje fight Habib. Well, because right, because Justin used, can wrestle. Yes, yeah. and he does it to stay up. He uses it to stay up. So can Habib keep him down? There's so many ways that it's, it's not just black and white of if he can get him down or not, because I feel Habib has underrated power. He knocked down Conor right. with the right hand, and everybody's so deathly afraid of getting mauled on the floor with him right. that yeah. he can not let their guard down, but just enough – for him to lay that sledgehammer of a right hand. And he does have power, Habib. So I would just think that fight would be, oh, I mean, shit, man. I, either way, him with Tony, yes, I want to see it. Habib yes. versus Tony, Habib versus Gaethje, I, that, I'd be equally. I think Gaethje against anyone, I'm more excited to see than anyone against anyone. I think Gaethje is the guy I want to see him fight more than anybody in the UFC right now. Really? 
Yeah. See, what I do love about Tony and Gaethje uh, is that there there's a lot of similarity there, like in, in their um, ability to just like walk through fire and go for it. You know what I mean? So that I love. Um, but I just I guess I wanted to see one of them against Khabib more. I guess that's what it is. It's like the style thing. I felt like Tony and Justin is going to be too much of like the same kind of manic energy. And I wanted to see how one of them went against Khabib instead more. But to your point, yes, I mean, he's not going to be afraid of being taken down if Justin wins and he's and he fights the champ. He's not going to be afraid of getting taken down. And and he'll walk, he'll, he'll like eat all kinds of punches just to get in there and get positioned to try to land his own thing. I think they would both be incredible. Um, I just, it's like Tony and Justin are both these like, insane like dynamos and i don't know when you put two dynamos together like ugh, i don't know i guess also i think i'm afraid it's just going to end too quickly and like that's part of it too is like i'm only gonna get like, a minute and a half maybe and that sucked you know you're right is it going to turn into you know, is it romero adesanya where it's two guys avoiding each other or is it just going to be an all-out war you never know what you're going to get when you expect so much uh, or in ganu against Derek lewis exactly disappointing and then yeah so i, I don't think this will be a disappointing fight it though can't be. I, just justin and tony have never been in a boring fight though right yeah i, I don't think this i think this will be an incredible fight Hey man, I'm looking. I'm like I said, the early prelims is yeah. uh, is Vincente Luque versus Nico Price, Price Mitchell versus Charles Rosa, and yeah. Ryan Spann versus Sam Aldi. I mean, let me tell you, those yeah. fights right there, Vincente Luque, who's only lost recently, is to uh, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, who. Yeah. Hey man, nobody's really stock goes down from that enigma because right. he beats, he has a way of upsetting and making anybody look not so capable. Nope. You know what I mean? Like that's just that's just one the boy in a nutshell. And nope. Nico Price is a is a whack job in the best way possible. So I mean I'm looking forward to that. And Bryce Mitchell versus Charles Rosa is one of those that I'm really yep. like I was insisting on getting Charles Rosa on here because I don't think that guy was getting enough uh yeah enough no, shine. No, you know enough I mean? love. So that fight alone I mean it's an amazing card. So yeah. I just, I cannot wait for it. What do you think of the whole Fight Island thing, Karen? Okay, so yeah, so I agree on that card is going to be awesome, and I agree with you about the the Luque uh, price. I think that one's going to be bananas. Um, I think that was going to be awesome. And yeah, like you said, Vicente, he was on like a seven-win streak in the welterweight division until he ran into Wonder Boy. So like, yeah, that guy doing very, very well. And of course, from the Ultimate Fighter, um, I personally love the, like, here's the thing. Fight Island sounds amazing, and, like, I love it, right? Like, I love the concept, but you can't help but think of, like, of course people were making all the, the Mortal Kombat jokes or whatever or the or the Kumite jokes and stuff like that. Like, how can you not? But I think Fight Island's amazing. Look at, obviously, my only concern would be that, um, you know, the health care and stuff for people, right? Like, that would be the only thing that I think would be really what I would worry about going there is just making sure that if something happens that people were medically taken care of. But um, but otherwise, if we had our own thing and if it was, like, let's an old resort or whatever, we took it up. Like, I want Fight Island to be amazing. I want to do Temptation Island. I want to host that down there on Fight Island. Like, think about all the ancillary shows we could do. On Fight Island, if we had it, we'd have like Survivor Fight Island, right? We'd have um, what was the show that uh, Jorge was doing um, in Mexico, the Azteca? That show, like you could do all kinds of other survival shows and stuff from Fight Island. We could do a lot. Yeah, but you wonder now that Florida has made it an essential business. Uh, once the yeah. embassies open and visas can be issued and 
will Fight Island even be needed? Because right. if Florida, you can already fight in. I mean, the embassies are going to be closed maybe to what, early June, maybe middle of May. Yeah. Uh, how much of an advantage is it going to be to have that island if all of a sudden, I think Florida might have put a wedge in, in needing that, unless Dana knows something we don't, which is very possible. It's true. It's true. And or maybe I mean, and because what the rumors were the fight island was off of Fiji or something. Right. I mean, but there's a bunch of little islands off of Florida, too. So maybe you. Right. I don't know. I got a follow up question and it's really has to do with this. And this is really probably the most important question I'm going to ask you during this podcast. Have you heard Brett Okamoto sing (laughs) Fight Island? No. What? Oh, what kind of journalist are you? He's been wow. singing? What? Yeah. Red Okamoto, yes. man. Shit. Jimmy, go yep. ahead. Jimmy, give us a quick, give us a quick version of what he did, Jimmy. I miss this. Jimmy. Um, I, all I remember is Fight Island. And I'll say this. Uh, he has better calves than I would have expected. He's in damn good shape, that Brett Okamoto. He's uh, strumming the uh, ukulele uh, in casual gear. And he's uh, he wrote a song about Fight Island. Matt knows the words. Matt Matt looks at the UFC as basically a place for, for his musical enjoyment. He doesn't even care about the fights anymore. It's well, all the Karen, music. Hey, Karen, you are in luck. Are you ready? Are you ready, Kat? I guess. I don't know. Am I ready? Well, listen. The great, the great, Fred Okamoto. Okay. Hit it. It's another weekend with no fights to watch. No accidental eye pokes or kicks to the crotch. The days are getting longer, if you know what I mean. When will this boredom end this damn quarantine? And I'm starting to think there's only one thing to keep me from whining. What's that? Uncle Dana told me about it, and he better not be lying. I'm upset that nothing is impossible. Because if this shit ain't real, you're going to see your boy crying. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. I need Fight Island. Fight Island. We'll get this figured out. All right, we got the idea. I hadn't heard that. Look at that's bold, Brett. Good for you for singing on camera for one thing. Listen, Ariel Hawani ain't doing that shit. I'll tell you right now, he's not pulling that off. I love it. I don't know how I missed it. I didn't see that before. So thank you for that. <laughs> you, you and the rest of the UFC Unfiltered Army are welcome thank for you. that. And I, I don't know, are you familiar? And I don't want to make this all about the great music yeah. that the UFC uh, uh, people, uh, uh, Rouster and whatnot, yeah. uh, employees put out there. But have you heard T. Woodley's hits? Yes. <laughs> Oh, beat your ass. Oh, beat your ass. I'll beat your ass. I'll beat your ass. I'll beat your ass in real life. I'll beat your ass on TV. It's so, tell the truth. You I heard a lot talk of that stuff because T would, yeah, he'll, he'll come in and he'll just like put it on when we're working together and stuff. So I'd hear a lot of it and be like, oh, I just got this new thing. This guy's going to be in my record. So I know how much he enjoys doing that. But yeah, I heard I'll beat your ass before everybody else heard. You are conspiring to punish me. The two of you talked this over and 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 you agreed to do this to punish me. No, no, no. I think Karen really en- – what are you trying to say, Jimmy? You do not enjoy T. <laughs> Woodley's lyrics? Well, I didn't say that. Uh, but- listen, man, all i got to say is 
He's falling in and out of love, in and out of love with you. Yeah, yeah. I'm falling in and out of love, in and out of love with you. Have you heard that one, Karen? I have heard that one as well. Yes, I have, Matt. Yes. Oh, you're welcome. I don't know. Listen, what yeah. else do we got for the great Captain Brian? Well, where can where can people uh, hear your podcast? Let's get let's plug your podcast before yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, the MMA Heat podcast that I do with Alan Joban, we usually do it on Mondays, and that you can find that on MMAheat.com. Uh, and also, just in general, you know, like we were saying, like we've been doing this since 2007, right? So I know right now a lot of people we don't have fights. Brett's singing about Fight Island. We have literally like 1,700 videos or something on our website of like workouts and interviews and you know fight press conferences and all this stuff from all from since 2007 and granted we weren't at every single event but we have tons of stuff so if people are bored they could just go back and start looking around for that uh also megan and i are doing uh another podcast on sunday night so i don't know if you guys watch killing eve it's a really really cool show um this really hot uh assassin it's uh, these two, i know matt's like really there's two yeah. Stuff like that, and yeah. It, and it's kind of cat and mouse show uh, about uh, uh, like basically a, 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 a MI6 agent and a, an assassin. They're both women. And it, anyways, it's a really great show. Megan and I both love it. So we started a podcast, just like a reaction recap show uh, that we're doing on Sunday night. So that's called Killing Even More. Um, so people can see that at either killingevenmore.com or, or, or uh, find it uh, uh, on my YouTube, on Karen Bryant YouTube. So, yeah, we're keeping busy back. Is that okay. show is that show on Netflix? What is that? No, that so Killing Eve is on um, AMC, uh, like with Walking Dead and stuff, and BBC okay. America. So it's actually like a British show that they they put on over here too. Um, but it's really really great. It's the third season of it. Um, it's it's really fun that like the, the it's shot really beautifully like all over Europe, but also that the writing's really good and it's just oh. like this cool like spy cop assassin show. It's really cool. My wife might like that. Oh, for sure. I haven't met a woman yet that hasn't liked it. All right. Very cool. And, the dudes, and that's the whole thing. I actually, uh, I found it coming home from London last year um, after that show. And I binged it on the plane and like the first season and I came home, I'm like, wait, you got to watch this. And so then we watched the rest of it because he's like, oh yeah, hot chick. And like, yeah, cool. And the story's really good too. And so now we're both into it and you know, yeah, it's great. You got to watch I, it. You will I, definitely like it. I am always interested in hearing what people are watching and streaming because yeah I'm, I'm you know i love hearing that shit let me ask you before we let you go yeah. just off the top of my head uh our, my old friend uh kenny florian yeah where the fuck is he i know he's Dude. not a jiu-jitsu school i miss him <laughs> i know I miss him. well see i kind of like i feel like i see kenny sort of kind of because i know he's like right down the street and i see the stuff with his gym but i actually haven't seen him in a while because we were doing UFC um, uh, 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 UFC now and we were shooting that in Burbank but then they made you know everybody kind of took the production they're putting it out to Vegas right now so we haven't done that for a while so at least I was seeing Kenny during the year on UFC now um, so I actually haven't seen him in a little while I mean obviously he and John are still doing the podcast and he's still very active and you know, Kenny, I send people to his jujitsu school all the time when people want recommendations and stuff like that but it sucks like I what's love the name of his, what's the name of his school by the way Marikai Marikai, yeah. yes. And where is that? It's on, um, uh, it's in Brentwood. It's kind of like on the Brent, it's sort of on the Brentwood uh, border. I forget what what you'd actually call it, but um, 
it's not too far. Like he lives over in Venice, and so it's not it's not that far. It's essentially located. It's not too far off the ten freeway. Like I think you would go to either the Bundy exit or I forget which exit, but it's it's near Anthony Hardonk's gym too. Who he's got oh. a gym not too far from there and stuff. And okay. it's a good spot. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right, good. I, you know, I always remember seeing you guys together. Oh and he's my look at Kenny and I auditioned for UFC tonight when the show was first being made. We auditioned together, like way back when. So I, I love working with Kenny. He's a talented guy, uh, both on and off the mat. So, oh. and he, you know, I, I just would like to see more of him. Yeah. I'm just putting that out there. For sure. All right, buddy. Karen, good talking to you. You too. Thanks for having it's- me on, you guys. I, I hope you guys are like staying sane and everything while we're all just sitting at home. Yeah, doing the best, but it helps to talk to my Jimmy Bird every week, twice a week. Yes. And good to see you. you and I can't wait for these fights coming up on May 9th. That's all I, I know. Get. It's going to be awesome. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks, Karen. Take care. Take care. Take care buddy. So, Matt, here's the good news. Yeah, Jimmy. Uh, thank you to, of course, the great Chris Weidman and Karen Bryant. Yes. The next time you and I talk, we will be saying this Saturday. Oh! So the next time we talk... We don't have an applause. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. But that's right now we have one and one Saturday after this one. But the next time you and I talk, we'll be saying coming up this Saturday is fucking Ferguson against Gaethje, Cruz against Cejudo. So we will be plugging, you know, uh, uh, Rosenstrike against Ngana. We have a tremendous uh, card to plug and to get into next week. So, and why I brought up those 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 three fights, the earlier fights with Vicente Luque and uh, Nico and and Bryce Mitchell versus Charles Rosa is because that again, those are the that's the early prelims. So sure. it's, it's insane that those fights are. On the, it's just that shows you how insane the night is going to be, and I'm looking forward to it, buddy. Yes, sir. So I got looking forward to FaceTiming you later. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you a little later. Later, Jimmy. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. See you, Matt. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 